boxed, ready for Saturday morning's Greyhound Racing Wrap. Across Victoria, RSN 927 is talking greyhounds. Here's Simone Fisher. Good morning to you on this Saturday morning, the 17th of August. I hope you enjoy this special edition of Talking Greyhounds. It was Greyhound Racing's biggest night off the track last night at Crown Casino where we celebrated some extraordinary performances from our canines and acknowledged the people who have made lasting contributions to our industry. There were no surprises again this year as both the Metro and Provincial Trainers Awards went to Andrea Daly for the 11th consecutive year. Andrea had 962 Metro winners with 141 winners and 242 places and 2,076 Provincial runners, 342 winners and 601 place getters. Corey, your mum Andrea couldn't be here tonight but you must be so proud of her achievement again as Metropolitan and Provincial Trainer of the Year. Yeah, very proud. You know, she deserves it and... As she said last year, you know, it it wouldn't happen with the rest of the crew, so good on everyone and well done to everyone. Yeah, I know. She's a a very big advocate of the help that she has around her and um, what did you say? You have 120 dogs in work, so that's a phenomenal amount that you need a lot of helpers. Yeah, exactly. You know, as, as she said, one person can't possibly deal with 120 dogs on their own, so, you know, we all, we all put in the hard yards and we all deal with it and, yeah. Has there been a highlight of the year for you? Um, as in terms of like racing? Uh, yeah, in racing, has there been a standout performance? I know you've won some group ones, but is there a standout performance for you personally? Um, yeah, probably definitely Dinah Paddy in the Australian Cup. I got to handle her and, um, yeah, just really, really thankful that they, they would trust me in handling, you know, what they would call their best dog in the Australian Cup. That's another big thing too, isn't it? It's all right to have all this help, but you have to have people that are trustworthy and can actually handle the dogs and have a good rapport with them too. Yeah, exactly right. And I mean, like, you know, there's there's heaps of other people that, that don't actually work at the kennels that help us out, and I'm sure Mum would love to thank them at the minute. But, um, yeah, you know, we, we need everyone's help and, and very, very thankful for it. And Mum's overseas on a holiday at the moment, so she's uh, living it up over in Europe. We're here at the Greyhound Awards, but are you having a good night? Yeah, yeah, having a real good night. You know, um, once again, thankful that they they trust us to come up here and do these sort of things. So, yeah, good luck to them in Europe. (laughs) Congratulations, Corey, on behalf of everyone and for your mum, Andrea. Thanks, Simone. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. The stayer of the year was Tornado Tears. He won the national distance and even with having time off with injury, he managed to stage a comeback like no other and win the Group 1 Zoom Top, an invitational after five months on the sidelines. Ready? And racing, and Tornado Tears on the outside began okay. Way fast back in Parra is going to lead settling down from Pogo Dorado. Tornado Tears wide around the outside, getting up on the inside. Blue Moon rising. They were followed by a moment to jive. Five lengths away then came Rip and Sam. Second last with a lap to go. Double Jam. Last is Macari. Out of the straight they run now. And the leader here was Black Impala, led by two. In second spot, Blue Moon rising up on the inside. Tornado Tears. They were followed then by Pogo Dorado. A gap then a moment to jive, and well back then came Rip and Sam coming off the back straight and it's still Black Impala the leader coming around the outside, Blue Moon Rising with a big run, Tornado Tears going up on the inside, Blue Moon Rising moved up on the outside and took the lead, Tornado Tears kicked again, Batman he's back and Tornado Tears has won it
from Blue Moon Rising, followed then by Rip and Sam and Moment to Jive, followed then by Bacali, and out to the tail of the field, Poco Dorado, and the time for the race is around 42.55. The Sprinter of the Year went to Orson Allen, and he also took out the Victorian Greyhound of the Year. Racing, and Orson Allen began fast, the favourite, he's charging over. Away quickly, Dinarantha, but Orson Allen goes through to lead from Dinarantha, Southern Ripple, to the outside, Flynn, then Spearhead, Slingshot Hammer, well back to Blackjack Neo and last go seek Fernando. Orson Allen highballing off the railway side. Led it by four. Southern Ripple went to second. Then Dinarantha and Flynn. It's Orson Allen the leader. Turned by two. Southern Ripple runs the race. But Orson Allen goes all of the way. What a win. Orson Allen by a length and a half beats Southern Ripple. Third Dinarantha and then Flynn a close up fourth in a terrific Harrison Dawson. Corey, congratulations, Orson Allen, the Sprinter of the Year and the Victorian Greyhound of the Year. Uh, an amazing achievement for a Greyhound that's had a stellar career. Yeah, it has. I think it sums up, you know, um, you know just how good he was. And, the, you know, to be retired now, it's, it's, you know, it's a good way to send him out. It took him a while to win his first group one, didn't it, or his first group race. Um, he ran second in the Geelong Cup, but come to the Horsham Cup and uh, it just all snowballed from there. Yeah, it did. We, um, there was a few chats um, that got made and we, we felt like we are never going to get one with him. But, uh, you know, Brendan Wheeler said at the time that Don Lachlan was much the same. Once he got one, they kept rolling and, you know, it seemed to be the same sort of scenario. So he was running second in Group 1s and then uh, finally he cracked one with the Perth Cup and uh, it was just, yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, I think the Perth Cup was probably the most special. You know, he, he hasn't gone good into state and... You know, to finally go over interstate and you know grab a group one especially and you know I think that sort of set him set him up and that's there yeah, he got to where he is now. And in the space of eight weeks he came back to Sandown, won the Harrison Dawson, just made it all look very easy. Yeah he did. He, <laughs> he just went on a you know a little purple patch and you know he's just he's a brilliant dog and you know we will miss having him there. Was it frustrating as a trainer when you just knew the ability that he had but he just couldn't crack that group race? Yeah you, uh, yeah, you, you stick to what you, what you do best and you hope the dog, you know, matures, I guess. And um, early days, his box banners were the problem and once he worked that out, he, he seemed to have, you know, got, got what he's put on the board. And I guess that travelling element as well because he didn't handle the travelling early on interstate either, did he? No, he didn't. He, yeah, he, he went inside a couple of times and it was very disappointing and we just knew how good he was and to put up the efforts that he did interstate... And then, obviously, to do it in Perth is, you know, a relief. Hard to believe that only three months ago he was running around the 2920s at Sandown and now he's retired and he's got a stud career. It must be a bittersweet time for you. Um, you've just won, like I say, these two big awards tonight, but um, you haven't got the dog to race anymore. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, um, you know, it's always going to come to an end eventually, but, you know, in the perfect world, it would have been nice to keep, keep him racing. And, but up until, you know, the... Benio Cup series, he, he never had an injury, and then once he got one, they just you know just seemed to keep niggling him. So we, we time you know with the demand of him at start as well, we decided to pull the pin. I was going to ask you, um, it probably was a time where you think, well, do we patch him up and keep him racing? He would have another 12 months, or like you mentioned, if there's a lot of uh, people wanting to use him at start, uh, was it an easy decision in the end? No, it's it's never an easy decision to retire. You know, your best dog in your kennel, but. Um, you know, the way we looked at it, we wouldn't have raced him through the Melbourne Cup and 
the injury he had, he would have needed a good month off, and then a month to get back. His prep wouldn't have been right for Melbourne Cup, so we decided, yeah, that was sort of the hook, line and sinker. Not only as a dog matured, Corey, but um, I think you've matured, you've come ahead in leaps and bounds. Just in your interviewing, the way you're speaking, I think this dog's been good for you as well. Yeah, he has. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty bad at the start. But... Oh, no. <laughs> no. I wasn't <laughs> saying you were pretty bad. I'm just saying you were thrown in the deep end. You were this young new trainer, had this really fast dog, and um, it must have been a bit daunting at times. Yeah, no, it was. We've, um, we've learned to get used to it now. and Yeah. <laughs> What's the career highlight for Orson Allen for you personally? Oh, definitely the Perth Cup where it was, you know, the, the monkey off the back and the biggest sign of relief, you know, just going interstate and showing the interstaters that what sort of dog this dog is. Oh, well, he's had a, a tremendous career and I know you would have enjoyed every moment of it and it probably won't be till a little bit down the track, Corey, that you'll sit back and think, gee, it's hard to get a good dog. Maybe you've got a good dog in the kennel, but um, when they're extra, extra special like this, they don't come along very often. No, I don't. I don't you know, it'd be hard to replace, but, you know, until then we hope we get a good one and, you know, that can show something like him, so... Well, congratulations on being uh, crowned the Victorian Greyhound of the Year. Thanks, mate. The Ned Bryant Silver Fox Award for a participant showing outstanding potential in the breeding, training and promotion of racing was awarded to David Geel. David has been an outstanding and very humble promoter of our sport over the last couple of years with his homebred, reared and trained chasers, in particular Uphill Jill and My Redeemer. But it was David's gesture of bringing Melbourne Cup winning greyhound My Redeemer up into the Sandown Grandstand for the public to see and pat later in the evening after his win, which epitomised David's true character. Congratulations, David. Um, you've had a lot of highlights over the last couple of years, in particular, I'd imagine winning last year's Tab Melbourne Cup with my Redeemer would, uh, would rank right up there. Yeah, that's right, Richard. Um, as all I have said on record, but I speak for all trainers around Australia, that um, it probably is, uh, well, it is the ultimate uh, to win it, but, you, you know, not many of us get to win it because some of the great trainers have won it two or three times and... There's not a lot have done it over the odd since what 1959 or so, and uh, it's just, it is. It's a massive thrill, and the, the sort of the feedback and the the ongoing um, sort of uh, comments and reminiscing, and it just yeah, it's something forever and ever that'll stay with Rose and myself, and uh, to breed that guy as well, my redeemer, um, and rear him, um, yeah, and it's just a magical. Uh, thrilled to win the it's, uh, the Melbourne Cup, and um, and just to w- and to win this award, um, I- I'm shocked. I, because I was privileged to know Ned Bryant. Um, I was a young kid. I think it was Jennifer Street, Cranbourne, that we used to go when I was a young kid in the late 70s, and to get our dogs checked, and the respect uh, Ned Bryant had, and and I was always uh, just thrilled to be there and and be in his um, his presence, uh, Ned Bryant. And uh, he was very well-respected muscle man, chiropractor. And uh, we used to go there for the few years that I was in the, in the game in the mid-70s before we got out of it for quite a while, then got back in the 90s. But so I was just privileged. And I know how good the guy was, a terrific guy. And um, just to win this award, it's, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Not just the Melbourne Cup, but many other Group 1 wins as well. It appears you and Rose have that that balance between breeding and training down to a fine art. How do you do it? I mean, is, is she your better half? Is, who does all the grind work at home? Yeah, yeah Rose is pretty good, yeah. Um, look, Richard, 
Um, honestly, um, Dave, Dave Gleeson, I was pr- privileged to sit with Dave tonight, um, he, he's spot on. You, you look after him, but look, you, you go to a very... We, we've, I'll just speak for myself. We go to a very fast stud dog, um, very, very fast. And not so much, he, he, he might only uh, have just uh, gone on the scene. Um, but we're, u- we're using a nice, uh, nice bitches that could run 500 metres. Um, look, I know that, that doesn't always work. You can get you know, top dogs out of 400 metre bitches. But we do primarily stick to the 500. But, gee, rearing, uh, rearing the pups, um, you know, in uh, you know, just simple things like clean water every day, um, holes filled, shade, plenty of shade, plenty of handling... Um, just, you know, the, the, the family that, that, that go down the back on the property, we're on nine acres, and, and just the handling of pups and, and the early work, uh, doing um, stringent work with them before they go to Kevin McNamara uh, to get broken in. They go through a program, a stringent four-week program before they get broken in. So what I'm saying, Richard, we're, we're, trying, we, we're giving them every chance. At the end of the day, uh, Rose and myself, we're... We're giving our our, our guys, uh, our, our dogs, every chance, and they really get it. And if they don't make it, um, they don't make it because uh, they just weren't born to run fast. Well, whatever you're doing, it's working, mate, so continue the good work. Congratulations once again. A great year for you. Thank you, Richard. Good on you. Considered the highest award for excellence within the industry, the Ken Carr Medal is only awarded to an extra special minority. This year, David Gleeson, a successful owner, breeder, sponsor and long-time director at Sandown Greyhounds, was named the Ken Carp medalist. There's an old saying about a dog is a man's best friend and the first dog that I ever came in contact with, my father took me down to pick one out and uh, we named him David's Fancy. And at that time I was only seven years old, so that's certainly a long, long time ago and that dog raced with a little bit of success on the pacemaker days. And as time progressed, I thought I could play football, but uh, I didn't really much, but I got a knee injury. And the knee injury in those days, cartilage was go under the knife and be off the scene for six months and on crutches and all that sort of thing. So I didn't want to do that. So the next thing was, well, I better get another dog. So I got a greyhound off Frank Murphy and Tom Murphy in Ballarat who were famous in the uh, greyhound industry. Tommy won the Melbourne Cup in 1959 with Capital King. Anyway, I got this dog off them that was... uh, He was a bit of a botched-up dog, but I managed to get him and win about three or four races with him and that was the the end of me uh, going back into football. So ever since then, even in my early 20s, I've had greyhounds all my life and uh, that spans over 50 years and uh, when you see these dogs that uh, are retired, the gap dogs and that, you just look at them, they're couch potatoes and they're beautiful animals and uh, I've never known one, I don't think I've ever had one that even had a nip at me uh, because you treat them nice, they'll treat you nice. That's fantastic mate. We mentioned that for many years, breeding and racing greyhounds successfully, uh, Shimaguni, uh, Shimabar, Shimasong, what's been the key to your success, you think? Well, I can attribute that to 
a fantastic lady. I had great respect for her. She's not with us now, but her daughter here's here, Sandra, Sandra Reed, that is, and the lady I speak of is Nola Hogan. And one day I was down at Hogan's property and I said to Nola, look, Nola, what is the key to the success? And she said, warm, dry and well-fed. So I followed that ever since and probably did it beforehand, but even more zealously. And if you take care of your dogs properly and love them and handle them properly, they'll give it back to you. And is there someone you'd like to, or anyone you'd like to thank as we close? Well, I'd just like to thank the opportunity of uh, being able to uh, do some sort of work in the industry. And uh, I certainly uh, have a great deal of many friends in the industry. I know everyone all over, basically all over Victoria and many people in New South Wales and South Australia. And uh, I look forward to continuing my uh, uh, role in the sense that I've retired now from Sandown on, at the end of June only because I think I've got a good litter of pups again. <laughs> and I've got one out there now. He's, uh, all our dogs now say Shimmer because I was having difficulty naming them. Uh, so I, they all start with Shimmer. So then all I've got to do is put the other piece of the word on. And we've got one now called Shimmer Shine and I think that he'll be shining all this year and next. So I look forward to him racing. So I'm deeply honoured, though, to receive this award. This has blown me away. Ken Carr was a, a dear friend of mine and uh, he was an absolute gentleman. He was tough, but he was so forthright and honest and such a great guy to have had the pleasure to know. Thanks, Richard. Congratulations. The Hall of Fame recognises the elite greyhounds and people that have made and continue to contribute to the fabric of our industry. This year it was Fernando Bale, the first greyhound to ever reach $1 million in stakes, winning almost $1.3 million and having won 35 races from his 44 starts with five placings. The son of Kelso's Fusilier and Chloe Allen was nothing short of a revelation for the industry at a time when we needed him most. He won eight Group 1s and recorded two track records in a stellar career. Let's take a listen to his Top Gun victory. Racing, Fernando Bale flew out on the inside. The favourite lead settling down over Kato Shader second. Followed by Kito Kibo and then came down a double one. Back on the inside there, fantastic spiral. Followed by Bessie Boo. Lamia Bale and dropping out in the last is Brad Billy down the back. Fernando's on top by two. Kato Shader's running second about five lengths away. Kibo down a double one. Followed by fantastic spiral and Bessie Boo. Fernando Bale's the leader. A length and a half to Kadeshay going to the outside. Fernando Bale, the leader. Kadeshay driving on the outside. Fernando gets home. Fernando Bale's won the top gun from Kadeshay. And Dyna double one followed by Bessie Boo. Then Brad Hill Billy followed further back then by Kibo. Fantastic spiral, Lamia Bale. And the time on the gun is 29.59. Legendary trainer Norm McCulloch was also inducted into Greyhound Racing's Hall of Fame for his unequalled achievement of training Bold Trees to four consecutive Sandown Cup victories 30 years ago. Norm's longevity and ability to continue to produce winners has been shown over the years with numerous homebred pups proving more than handy. Norm trifected the Warnable Classic in the year 2000 and most recently won the Bendigo Cup. Norm is a true gentleman of the sport. He is humble and witty and no one will ever forget Norm McCulloch, Bold Trees and their four Sandown Cups. Norm, Bold Trees has been inducted into the Hall of Fame and now as a trainer you've been inducted. Um, must be a pretty proud moment for you. 
Yes, I'm, I'm really lost uh, for words Simone. It was a great surprise. As I said, there's probably more trainers out there deserve it than me, but at any rate, it, that's what they decided. That's it. I think when you look back 30 years ago, you trained one dog to win four Sandown Cups in a row, and he ran fifth in his fifth Sandown Cup. Yeah. It's one of those achievements that I think any trainer would love to be able to think they could do, but it will probably never happen again. Very doubtful. It's, uh, I'm really amazed at how people still talk about the dog 30 years later on. His name comes up quite often, so he was a people's dog, wasn't he? He sure was a people's dog, but your methods back then, taking him off the boat down the breakwater at Warrnambool, um, perhaps I guess at the time it wasn't as much free galloping as there is these days, so you had to find other ways to get the dogs yeah. fit. Yeah. No, We've we done, done a lot of swimming with him and uh, hand slips on the beach. And it very, very rarely trialled him and uh, as I say, you just didn't know when you were going to get a race them days. I remember we went six weeks. We entered six weeks in a row before we got a start because the stayers went about, not like, not like they are today. The races are programmed today. You know, pretty tough going, but it was good. <laughs> it's, being a trainer, a successful trainer, isn't just about the winners uh, because they speak for themselves. It's about how you prepare the dogs, and I know he wasn't an easy dog at times, was he, with his injuries? No, uh, he had two broken hooks, that dog, and he was very lucky to get back. And one of the vets said, you know, you'll never race him again, but he, he'd come back and won a couple of cups after that, and you know, he, he, he had a big heart. Another thing you mentioned to me during the year, I know I've spoken to you a couple of times on Radio Norm and it's always been a pleasure, is that you always had to be ready. We didn't have social media, we didn't have mobile phones, there wasn't um, the availability of data of, no. like, back in those days either, was there? No, it was, uh, well, things have changed dramatically, <laughs> haven't they, in the greyhound industry, but uh, I think it's for the best too. So the methods that you use today, because you're still a very successful trainer, you recently won the Bendigo Cup with Crimson Vixen, you've had um, a very, very illustrious career. Are you doing things much the same today as you were 30 years ago? Exactly the same. Right. All habits don't change. <laughs> oh, well, it's a winning formula, isn't it? Yep. You yeah, know, I still use the same method, you know, a couple of hands. So very rare, rarely trial me dogs, and it's generally hand slips or a swim or a bit of a trot on the motorbike and let them do what they want to do. And retrospectively, Norm, do you understand the gravity of um, bold trees now or do you appreciate it more when you think how hard it's been to keep getting dogs to the track and it, it just puts it all into perspective? It does. Well, as I said there, um, you don't really appreciate how good a dog you've got until you haven't got one because you always think the next one's going to be good and the next one's going to be good. But it's very hard to get a... Uh, well, a really good dog these days, and, uh, and to keep them on the track because you know, as you know, the tracks are a lot faster, and the, you know they go a bit harder and very prone to injury. So yeah, it's tough going. Well, Norm, you've been training for a long time. Um, surely you're not ready to hang the collar and lead up just yet. Well, I nearly was, but uh, <laughs> what's happened now? But one bitch have eight pups, and another one in pup, and. The, six dogs in the kennel so I'll have to stick out it for a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh well I'm sure that you're going to have plenty of success and hopefully um, tonight being inducted into Greyhound Racing's Hall of Fame um, really gives you that lift and you can get out of bed in the morning a little bit easier tomorrow. I don't know about getting out of bed early in the morning <laughs> but as the week goes on I will. <laughs> and you might look back on tonight and reflect on how special it really is. Yeah very very pleased I couldn't, couldn't be more happy at the moment.
Yeah, it's been great. Well, congratulations, Norman. It's been wonderful talking to you um, throughout the year around the Bold Trees time, the Sandown Cup, about the wonderful chaser. And um, I know everyone in that room there tonight really appreciated having you up on stage. Yeah, thanks, thanks very much. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. GRV presented two awards in recognition of welfare and leadership. The recipients were GRV Board Welfare, Julie Matheson for Greyhound Safety Net and GRV Board Leadership, Tracy Fothergill, the Shepherd and Greyhound Racing Club President. I actually uh, didn't know anything about greyhounds until I met my husband in South Australia who was over there doing some building. He was from Victoria and I moved back here and he was already involved in greyhounds with his dad. So that's how I started um, and he raced at Shepparton quite often. Um, and then I met um, Tony McGrath. Um, used to, uh, you know, like he and Sandra were quite welcoming when I first went to the, um, to the Shepparton club racing and... I had a you know heap of kids running around behind me and and that so yeah they were very welcoming and, and got into there and then Tony encouraged me to join the committee so I was on the committee for a period of time and then I left it to um, deal with the kids and footy and netball and all those things that you have to do with the little kids so and then once that moved on then I um, rejoined the committee and. Uh, then never expected to be president, but I am. Put your hand up and here you are. <laughs> yeah. um, what I've really identified with my relationship so far in the, sort of the 18 months or so that I've been involved is the, the engagement with community. Um, it seems to be such a, uh, a big mandate of, um, of Greyhound Racing Victoria and you must see this firsthand, I guess, um, you know, the outreach to communities and, and vice versa and you must get a lot a lot of satisfaction back from that. Yes, we do. We have, you know, quite a few community events, the Blue Ribbon and um, Great Chase and, you know, there's quite a few um, community things that, that we do and, and um, yeah, it's, it's good. Here's your opportunity to thank some people if you'd like. Um, yeah, well, firstly, I'm amazed that I was even nominated for this, but um, to be nominated along with Marg Long and Troy Harley is pretty... Yeah, pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, I yeah I would like to accept this award on behalf of the Shepherd and Greyhound Racing Club, the um, the team of people there who are the Shepherd and Greyhound Racing Club. This award I will accept for them because they're as much a part of all the community stuff as as I am. I'm just. I just happened to be the president of, of a great team of people. It was a fabulous night of celebration for our industry, but we will be forever in the debt of our amazing dogs that let us enjoy the thrill of racing. I hope you've enjoyed this special edition of Talking Greyhounds, and until next week, you keep those tails wagging.